traveling the world searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Good afternoon, equestrians. We're leaving the station here in Delray Beach, getting ready to take our journey throughout the equestrian world everywhere. Uh, we know we got the Kentucky Derby coming up. Uh, we just had the uh, Longines uh, Global Champions Tour at Miami. Uh, they're moving that one now. Next month, they'll be in Mexico. And so uh, that's going to be something exciting. We'll, we'll carry that live on IENTV.org. Um, we'll carry that live uh, starting uh, at the end of the month or next month with it. And you're going to see a lot of uh, live things on uh, IEN uh, this time. Uh, as a matter of fact, we got America's Day at the races. Uh, it's live. It's uh, racing, live thoroughbred racing coming from uh, uh, quite a few tracks across the country. Uh, it's a good afternoon's worth of uh, horse racing. Uh, goes on to about 6.30, 7 o'clock tonight uh, with the last races out from the West Coast. Uh, it, it, it's a great program. America's Day at the races uh, keeps you up, and it's all live. And that's what I like about it. It's all live. And then we have uh, uh, one thing that I'm excited about is Derby. Uh, we're two weeks away from the Kentucky Derby. Uh, two weeks from today is the Kentucky Oaks. But uh, Derby Week starts on Monday, and they run, they'll run 10 days uh, of all kinds of festivals and um, different you know things that they have there at Churchill. And one, one of the things that um, I always like to do this time is uh, we, we have a documentary uh, called Run for the Roses, History of the Kentucky Derby. It's really a good, good uh, uh, video. Uh, I think you'll really like it. And it tells you about the Derby, when it started, how it started, and how big it got, uh, you know, and, and how big it's getting. It's getting even bigger because they've done a lot of re renovation at Churchill, and uh, they put in uh, new uh, bleachers and, and stadium seating and, uh, clubhouse seating, and they've changed everything there from what I first knew it back in the early 80s. And it's really a good deal, but um, it's a good documentary and it's very educational. Uh, you know, something that you can uh, go to and, and find and, and watch. And, and then after you watch this, and then when you watch the Kentucky Derby, uh, which you can watch it live on IEN um, coming up in two weeks, uh, it'll help you understand the Derby more and appreciate it you know, a little bit more. And, and you know, this is, a, this is the toughest job of the whole Kentucky Derby week. It's tougher than racing in the race. It's tougher than anything. Um, if you go uh, down to, uh, on IEN, the Churchill Downs, it'll say backside tour of Churchill Downs. And what that is, is they're going to uh, take you around and show you around. But more importantly, they show the blanket of roses, how they make the blanket of roses for the winner of the Kentucky Derby. And having said that, you will be able to watch it live. Next uh, two weeks, you'll be able to watch it live on IEN, how Kroger uh, Grocery Company, how their florists make the blanket of roses. It's quite a process. And when, once you see it, you'll just sit there and you just shake your head and say, my God, it takes, you know, seven or eight hours to make that blanket of roses. And um, then they show you how they transport over to Churchill Downs and take it to the winter circle. But that'll be live in two weeks. Uh, 
you'll be able to see that. And then uh, the next day, watch the Derby on IEN, and you'll be able to see that blanket that was made on Friday put on the horse on Saturday. So that, that'll be pretty uh, pretty good deal there. And then um, what we're trying to do is kind of give you an idea of what it takes to get to the Kentucky Derby, how they get there. And so on IEN, we have, uh, for example, we have um, the 2023 Louisiana Derby. It's the full race, and it's a, a derby point race. Uh, you have to have so many points, you know, to get into the Kentucky Derby uh, this year or every year, actually. And so just to give you an idea how these horses train and get there, you know, what it takes. It's not, not an easy picnic for them. It's really tough. And a lot of the horses you see in the following races aren't even going to be in the derby. They didn't get enough points, you know, or they just weren't really good enough to do it. And like I said, uh, if you go to IEN, you see the fairgrounds, how they get there 2023. It's the entire race for the Louisiana Derby. That was kind of like the, the big uh, starting point where you start really weeding out all the, the lesser horses and you get, you know, down to one or two out of there that'll be going on to the Kentucky Derby. And then uh, we go to Gulfstream Park, how they get there. Uh, it's the Florida Derby. It's a full uh, broadcast race. Uh, it's really, it, it, it's, it's different than the Louisiana Derby. Uh, Louisiana, they had a lot of weather and had a lot of issues. Florida, they had really good weather. And what I'm trying to uh, explain to you is that you watch all these races, and when you see, when we're getting ready to talk about the 20 horses for the Derby, you can go back and see how, you know, uh, they did in, um, in the Florida Derby. Uh, you can see how they did in the Louisiana Derby and how they kind of separated them and go, you know, different ways. Uh, Brad Cox is in Louisiana. Uh, most all of the winter, and, and he did good. And Pletcher was in uh, Florida all winter, and he did very, very well. And, and so it just makes it exciting, you know, to see. And then we have uh, Keeneland. We have the Bluegrass Stakes, another ter Derby Point uh, track. And you see how they ran in the Derby, and you see who won it. And, and uh, then you'll see how they uh, load up in, in for the Kentucky Derby this year. Uh, then we uh, go down to Oakland Park on how they get there. Uh, you'll see the Arkansas Derby. Uh, it was a great race. Uh, you kind of judge and see how they finished there and, and look for them in the Derby uh, coming up in two weeks. Uh, you know, that, that was a good good race. Uh, Santa Anita and uh, how they get there. It had the Santa Anita Derby. Got its full coverage, and it really, it really was good. Uh, interesting to see who's going to do what and when and where out of these races. And then uh, we go to Tampa Bay Downs. Uh, Tampa Bay Downs had the Tampa Bay Derby, uh, which is a great race. Uh, it was really good. Um, then we forgot an aqueduct up there. We had the Wood Memorial at Aqueduct, another uh, point uh, race for the Derby. Uh, that was really good from Aqueduct. It, it was the Wood Memorial. Uh, it was a great race. Um, you know, what, what can you say? It, these are, those are the major races that get you to the Kentucky Derby. And, and, you know, everybody, unfortunately, like they say, the Kentucky Derby is the greatest two minutes in sports. And when you really get down to it, there's not a lot of people that can talk Derby with you this time, like this time of year. They, they're starting to be able to talk Derby with you now because, you know, there's a lot of uh, media coverage and, and television coverage of it. 
um, you know, so people can start talking. But back over the winter, you know, nobody talked derby. Nobody talked derby at all. And uh, now, now we're to the point to where we can do that, and we're refining the process, and and you can come to IEN and look at it and make some intelligent conversations with your friends about the derby horses, you know, that, that are getting there. Um, we got a real good one with Todd Pletcher uh, uh, on our how they get there, the 2023 Kentucky Derby, uh, and meet the trainer. And it's a real good uh, video of Todd be, uh, before and after the. Uh, uh, Florida Derby. Uh, so that's, that was a good one to take a look at. Um, you know, I tell you, I was really surprised this year at, uh, how everything panned out for everybody. I mean, I was really, really impressed. Uh, you know, some of the horses that I, I looked at, I said, Oh my goodness. I said, I don't know what's going to, what it's going to be like, you know, and here we've got the uh, Todd Pletcher uh, horses at our Palm Beach Downs uh, facility, which we just started sending back up uh, north last week uh, to Churchill and the Keeneland and into New York. And we got all three of our uh, derby horses that are up at uh, Churchill now, uh, Churchill and Keeneland. So uh, Forte worked this morning. He worked good uh, there at Keeneland. And so we sent, we're sending him up this afternoon uh, to Churchill. But um, the whole story is is that 20,000 foals are born a, a year and only 20 run in the Kentucky Derby three years later. And we're very blessed here at uh, Palm Beach Downs to have a client like Todd Fletcher. Um, we've got uh, horses that are running, uh, you know, on Derby Day. Plus, and we have three from Palm Beach Downs that are running in the Derby. So just to get a horse in the Derby, is what they say it's a, a chance of a lifetime and a lifetime of chance. And there's been people that have been in the Derby many, many years, 40, 50, 60 years, and never had a horse good enough for the Derby. And here we've been blessed here at Palm Beach Downs to have uh, three uh, horses in, in the Derby this year. And in the previous years, we've had, you know, multiple horses in the Derby. And that's because of our client, Todd Pletcher, and, and his owners. And so, uh, you know, it's kind of nice. It, it, it gives you a little more um, uh, excitement to know that those are the horses that we had here all winter, winter long. And, and same for all the other people that, in the Derby that have just maybe just one horse in. Um, you know, the excitement is there. Uh, it's something you dream about. Uh, like we've been talking all, all year long here about how they get there. And, you know... It, it starts right out with the owner. It starts right with the owner. You got to get to that owner. And once he, he gets the uh, ball in motion, as they say, um, you know, it's, uh, it's really something uh, different and unique. Um, the owner, of course, he, you know, he, he puts up a lot of money to buy the horses and, and everything. And uh, a lot of times uh, what he'll do is, uh, He'll meet with his trainer and, and they'll start telling, you know, what they look for and, and uh, you know, just kind of move along there. But the owner, he, he's got the toughest job in the whole world here, I, I would think. Um, he is, he's got to get the right horse. Uh, you know, he's going to pay a lot of money uh, for the horse. You've got to get the right trainer and it, it fits the type of horses that you're buying. And once you get that far, 
you know, it, it, it's just fill in the blank after that. Uh, the owner and the trainer get together and say, okay, well, you know, we've got uh, two, three, four, however many horses, and how are we going to get them to the derby? And each one of them's path and journey to the derby is different. Uh, there's not a set program for any horse uh, anywhere or any trainer anywhere. Uh, I've seen horses get to the derby from out, uh, you know, from out west, and uh, the, the road they took was, was quite different than what uh, you normally would think. Um, then we've got uh, horses that pop up here at, right at the end, um, you know, right before the derby uh, draw comes up and you're trying to get in, and hopefully you got enough points to get in. You know, and if you do, then, then uh, you know, you get into the, into the derby. But uh, a lot of things can go, along, go wrong along the way. Um, all the owners know that, and that's the chance they're willing to take. And so they get the best horses that they physically know how to uh, get uh, that'll fit your trainer's uh, training style and, and you know, the, the plan. And so now the owner and the trainer get together, and they said, okay, where does our journey start at, you know, here? Uh, they're coming to get the horse at the farm, and, uh, you know, what's our first step, Mr. Trainer? Uh, where are we going with this horse to train to get him ready for the derby? And, you know, sometimes it's um, it could be Kentucky. Uh, it could be uh, New York. It could be Maryland, uh, Florida, Arkansas, California. Uh, you know, it, it could be... Uh, a multitude of tracks that you'd go to to start it, you know, on his journey to the Derby. And the the one thing that uh, you got to worry about is weather. And uh, the thing that happened this year, the weather was bad in Hot Springs, Arkansas, uh, where the Arkansas Derby's at, and the weather was bad in in Louisiana, at uh, the fairgrounds where they have the uh, Louisiana Derby. And so that was interesting. And then, uh, what it was actually, this is actually was weather related is in uh, California, uh, they had trouble with heat and the winds, uh, where they couldn't train a few days, uh, over, over the uh, winter. And so, you know, you're saying, oh man, what, you know, what's going on? New York, same thing, rain, you know, uh, really bad, you know, weather, uh, this winter. But in Florida, it stayed pretty good. Uh, the only weather we had this year uh, was a couple of weeks ago, and we got 25 inches of rain in Gulfstream Park, and we got 18 inches of rain here at, um, at our Palm Beach Town, our third grade training center. But what was nice is the trainers come back off to uh, us here at Palm Beach Town, and Todd said that track was one of the that's the best it's been in a long time. Yeah, because we, we do put a lot of water on it. And so, you know, we didn't miss any training there. And, you know, that helps a lot. Uh, over at Palm Meadows, uh, Gulfstream's uh, sister training track uh, outside of Gulfstream up here, they missed like uh, 10 days because of weather and, you know, various reasons on there. So it's hard, you know, to keep a horse fit, uh, ready to go to the Kentucky Derby uh, just by, you know, um, wind, you know, weather, uh, you name it, it, it could happen. And, uh, so that, that, that was, uh, a, a quick summary or slow summary, I might say, of, of the racing that it took to get into the Kentucky Derby this year.
you know, so now, now you're to the point where you're two weeks away from the Derby. And if you're not ready now, you'll never be ready. There's nothing that you can do, nothing that you can uh, show that horse in order to, you know, to bump him up. Uh, you're as fit as you're going to be, and all you got to do is maintain it. And that, that's an awful tough thing to do. And hopefully you're in the right spot at the right time. And so, um, that, you know, that's the long short of that story. You know, you're on, you're on luck now. <laughs> you just hope nothing happens during the two weeks getting into Derby and that you can train every day on the track and that the weather's good and, uh, you know, just kind of like go from there with it. And, uh, so at the Kentucky Derby Festival, uh, they're very, very good. They've got a good website, um, to go to. Uh, they've got all kinds of visitor information, travel and parking, maps and directions, uh, what to wear, what to expect. And a lot of people really never been to the Derby. Uh, you know, it, it's just amazing. It just inundates them uh, with all the things that they can say and do and, and talk about the Derby uh, before they go. It's completely different after they go. Uh, you know, they plan on doing this, this, and this. And the best thing to do is just go to the uh, um, Kentucky Derby website and, and take a look at it, and they'll help you, um, you know, go through the things. And, for example, like what to expect at the Kentucky Derby. Uh, the Kentucky Derby is unlike any other sporting event with a crowd of more than 150,000 people. Unparalleled history and tradition and its, and its unique spectacle Kentucky Derby has been described by Forbes magazine as one of the greatest bucket list sporting events in America. Every year, on the first of Saturday in May, thousands of guests gather under the Twin Spires Farm, uh, under the Twin Spires at Churchill Downs to create a lifelong memory with, uh, with their friends and family. And that's what, you know, I like about horse racing. Yeah, because uh, we have things like uh, the Louisiana Derby, the Arkansas Derby, Florida Derby, uh, Wood Memorial, uh, you know, the Bluegrass. It takes you uh, over quite a few states and, and everything, and you make memories and traditions. And, and for example, uh, today my niece, Alex, uh, she called me uh, from her home in North Carolina, and she says, Uncle Scott, she says, I'm coming down on May the 1st. Uh, she started a tradition with some people that she met at the Kentucky Derby um, quite a few years ago. And what happened is they all couldn't get to Churchill uh, that first Saturday in May. And so what they did is they said, what we'll do is their group of, I think they got like six different people, families, you know, that get together. And they said, every year we'll pick one of the families and we'll go to uh, to their house and we'll celebrate, uh, the Kentucky Derby, you know, w with the friends in, in that town, you know, in, in that, that uh, area of the United States. And this year, uh, they're going to be in Key West, Florida, and they're going to have a big derby party there in Key West. And, uh, Alex is going to be uh, down here visiting with me here at the farm on the first and second. And, uh, that's our, our tradition that, um, we started, uh, Alex and myself, uh, a few years back when I got cancer. Um, she came down and she was with me 
when I had my surgery, she stayed with me till I started getting up to where I could get, get back on my feet again. And so now this is our third year in a row that uh, we're going to have our tradition. Uh, we're going to a, a, a nice sports bar. It's called Flanagan's. Um, they're all over South Florida. And, and so we're going to go there and we're going to have dinner and, and make some friends and, you know, uh, you know, have our get together, our yearly get together there. And uh, then we're going to go over to a place they, um, uh, here in South Florida. It's a beautiful, beautiful restaurant. It's called the Banana Boat. And uh, we're going to go over there and have uh, a dinner the next day on Tuesday. And then she's going on down to uh, West uh, Key West for her derby party, her derby week. And so there's a lot of people that are doing that across the United States now. Uh, you know, with um, traveling and expenses and everything, they're having the derby parties at home. And, I mean, some of them are really really getting big. They have the, the big barbecues and, and uh, they have... Uh, uh, they bet on, on the horses right there in their own backyard, and you know they do they do a little bit of everything. But it's it's their way they celebrate Derby, and once you go to the Derby, it's just a, a fantastic feeling that you get, and that's when you re- realize that it's the memories that you have that when you go, that, that's what it's all about. You create and make memories, and that's something that nobody can ever take away from. You will always have those memories and who you shared it with and how you shared it with. And before you know it, uh, you know, as you get older, you look back and say, well, gee, Liz, we've been, we've been getting, doing this get together every derby for the last 20 years, you know, and, and that makes it great. It's also, it's nice to go to the derby, you know, and, and do that, but it's also uh, a nice way to uh, celebrate this with your friends and, you know, at, at your homes. So that, that makes it nice. But uh, the Kentucky Derby is kind of something, um, you know, unusual and unique. Uh, everybody has a different take on it and how they experience it, you know, and if they liked it, if they didn't. Uh, you know, it was kind of uh, interesting to see. Um, the fashion that they have at the Derby and, and it's world, recognized worldwide um, is the, for the ladies or the dresses, the shoes, and the hats. The hats, uh, above all. Uh, everybody gets a, a, you know, a derby hat, and, and they come to the derby, and, and they uh, show it off, and, and people, you know, it's, it's really it's really something to see. And, and, and the clothing that they wear on uh, Kentucky Oaks Day and, and uh, Kentucky Derby Day. And what's funny is um, a lot of the girls don't want to wear the same hat to the Derby twice. And, you know, I don't know why it is, uh, but they do. You know, they, they, they want to get a new hat every year and, and, you know, have a different theme on their hat, and, you know, that type of thing. And then there's some that like their original hat that they started with and they wear that every year. And they make, you know, they make that a tradition and everything. And then, uh, you know, I feel so bad because when you go to Churchill, and you go by the entrance to the gate to where everybody comes in. You go out there and you see all the women dressed unbelievable. I think, you know, it's, they're the best-looking women in the world and, and girls in the world. They're at Churchill on Saturday, 
and they've got their dresses on and their hats. And uh, you can tell the newcomers that are coming in because they're wearing high heel shoes. And that just doesn't go on the bricks uh, and, and the grounds around Churchill. Uh, they look nice, but they're sure not practical. So then, you know, that's when you, you learn that next time you go to a derby party, you're going to have uh, flat shoes, comfortable shoes. You can still wear your nice, uh, you know, your nice dress and everything, and the guys can wear their suits and, you know, whatever they wear, but everybody wears tennis shoes, flat shoes, because they're going to be on them 10, 12 hours for the day, and, and that's what they do. Um, you know, I tell you, uh, there's many ways that the Derby is the world's largest and most uh, entertaining fashion show with special hats, outfits, You'll be on your feet walking a lot, and you'll find that your seat, and you'll find your seat, explore the infield, visit the paddock plaza, and make trips to the wagering uh, uh, booths and to the concession stands. Uh, I tell you, it's really something else. And the one thing that you don't want to do when you get there is they have the Met Julep glass. It's a souvenir glass. And they're nice to have. The boy wants to get that uh, julep uh, out of there and probably have another julep or two. It becomes quite a task to get your glasses back and forth without breaking them. You know, it makes it tough uh, to do. So, uh, you know, that's kind of an interesting, you know, thing there. And, and a lot of people says, well, I've got three family members at home and I'm going to bring them a mint julep glass back. Well, uh, after you had three or four mint juleps, those glasses get kind of hard to carry, you know, you know that type of thing. And so, you know, that's, uh, these are things that you got to look about, you know, the possibilities of what you're going to do and, and uh, you know, go from there. Uh, they, you know, like you can pair, uh, you pack up a couple pairs of flip-flops. Uh, those are comfortable, you know, and you can change it until many times during the day. And let me tell you, your legs will thank you for it. That's for sure. So, you know, that's something to think about when you're going to the derby. See, it's just not as easy as going to the picture show, to the movies. That, that, that's for sure. When you go to the derby, you got to think about a little bit about everything, you know, what you're going to be doing there, uh, you know, with it. Uh, the crowd, uh, the crowd is something that's really uh, unusual. And the size and the energy of the crowd at the Kentucky Derby is a huge part of the event's uh, appeal. With on-track attendance, over 150,000 people will be there. Uh, the Kentucky Derby is significantly uh, larger uh, than comparable any comparable sports events in this country. Uh, it's just amazing, you know, that the people you'll see there. And, you know, when you think about you're getting 150,000 people into the um, you know, into a facility to watch horse racing. Uh, that's an awful lot of uh, awful lot of people. You know, that have standing shoulder to shoulder. Um, and then you've got to worry about uh, safety and security, and what can you bring? Uh, you know, to the derby with you. And let me tell you, the best advice is, it's just to come in with nothing. You know, don't don't be. Uh, uh, bring in your purse, don't bring, bring in your uh, cane, your walking stick, uh, coolers, uh, any of that. You know, when you go there, just go as lightly as you can, and uh, it, it'll work for you. You know, I guarantee you. Uh, 
uh, those are the kind of things that you want to do uh, to make your, enjoy, your stay uh, much more enjoyable. Um, you know, you got to find your parking spot out there, uh, which is tough, which is tough to do. Uh, you know, got a long way to walk up to up to get into the place, and then of course you go in, you got your tickets and your seats and everything, and you know that you can set up. But let me tell you, that long walk to the uh, uh, from the parking lot to your car is nothing compared to that long walk when you're leaving to your car. Because when you get to your car, there's 150,000 people trying to go home. And let me tell you, it takes you an hour or two to get out of there, and that's for sure, you know, when you, when you do that. But once you get into Churchill, you, you know, uh, it, when you first arrive, the best thing I could tell you to do is just walk around, you know, get your bearings where your seat's at, uh, and then you go out and find out where your restrooms are at, uh, you find out where you can uh, make it, place your bets, you know, in the concession stand. Uh, that's always, uh, you know, the best way to do it. You know, just take a few hours in a, in a more, in an early day, part of the day, and just walk around and enjoy the sights and the sounds and, and the people and, you know, kind of get the layout of it so you know what people are talking about when they talk to you and, and everything. So uh, I kind of, I kind of like doing that. And then see how good you got it or how bad you got it, and you know uh, it's 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 great, and that's great. So that's about all I can tell you about going to the Derby. Um, you know, it, it's a good place to go. Or you're going to experience uh, things that are different, and when you're you can have somebody standing right next to you. And let me tell you, the way they see it and where they're standing, which is right next to you, is going to be a hundred percent. Uh, different than what you see. I guarantee it. You know, I guarantee it. You know, and, and, you know, when we get into festivals like this, you know, we're looking at, um, uh, they got called Thunder Over Louisville. And let me tell you, if you want to go see a fireworks show, the Zambellis are the best in the business. Zambelli Brothers. Let me tell you, that that show is choreographed and all the fireworks are choreographed with music. And I tell you, it is just unbelievable when you go there and just sit and watch a fireworks show on the downtown on the river in Louisville and to see, you know, an hour's worth of fireworks go off. You know, that's that's scary. When you think about it, it is scary. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how often you've been able to see Fourth of July fireworks or New Year's Eve fireworks, like say from New York or what have you. But um, the Thunder Over Louisville is the is the uh, largest fireworks show uh, in the United States, and it's just unreal at what you see there. Yeah. And you know. I was sitting there the other day just thinking about all the power that goes into that, those projectiles that go up in the air. And for to see it for an hour long, it's quite a process. You, you know, they, uh, um, they build a fireworks stand <coughs> on the Second Street Bridge from uh, uh, Jeffersonville, Clarksville, Indiana, over to Louisville. And, and they use the Second Street Bridge 
as the platform to shoot the fireworks room. And it's all electronic. And like I said, it's choreographed to the music. And I tell you what, it, it's something else. It's something else to uh, to go see. Um, during that time, when the, when you get over there, uh, they had the uh, Thunder Over Louisville Air Show too, and, and that that is just it shows all of our military planes, and you would be surprised what you see. Um, they have the 123rd Special Tactics Squadron uh, parachute team, and they parachute into um, you know, into the uh, riverfront there. They have um, the A-10 Warthog uh, uh, fighter wing. They have the C-130J Super Hercules uh, from uh, Louisville uh, National Guard. They have the C-17 uh, Globemaster. Uh, that, that, that plane is unbelievable. They have the Golden Knights from the U.S. Army. Uh, they have a CT-155, uh, which is a Royal Canadian Air Force outfit. And, I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. Uh, you see the best um, uh, fighter jets that we have, you know, some of the biggest bombers that we have. Uh, you know, it's just it's something that's just, you, you just can't explain to people. And when you go there and you see it and it's all overhead, you're thinking, my goodness, you know, where did these people learn how to do what they do? You know, and that's that's really good. And, then, of course, they got the Pegasus Parade in, in downtown Louisville. Uh, they got the Steamboat Race where they have um, uh, the Bell of Louisville will race against other steamboats uh, out on the river, which is good to see. Uh, they have the Bloom Race. Uh, and what I like is the bloom blow the night before. Uh, they'll have approximately 30 blooms, and you go out to the fairgrounds in Louisville, and um, they light the blooms up the night before. They don't actually take off, but, you know, you can see what they look like in the, in the dark. It, it's really amazing, the colors and things that you see. And then early the next morning, uh, you go back out to um, the fairgrounds there in Louisville, and a blue, they have the balloon race, and uh, they take off, and and they go, um, you know, so so many miles away, and, and they have what they call the hair balloon, and that was the the winner of last year's uh, uh, balloon race, and what they do is uh, they'll fly maybe, you know, for 30, 40 minutes to an hour, and then uh, they they drop a, a big red uh, bag. Uh, and that's the drop point. They put up a, a target or a bullseye. And then the other uh, uh, balloons, uh, they try to get as close as they can to that mark. And they drop their their uh, little sandbag out. And the closest one is the winner of the race. And, you know, it's really, it's really cool to see. It's something different. Uh, something real different. And then on, um, on Derby Day, or well, actually... On Kentucky Oaks Day uh, at Churchill Downs, uh, the gate, the first race is at 10.30 a.m. So I would suggest that you get over there about 8 o'clock if you want to see all the races. And uh, they go uh, on a half-hour schedule uh, down through um, uh, race 13. They have uh, 13 races on Kentucky Oaks Day. And they start at 10.30 a.m. And they and go all the way up to 7 p.m. 
So it's a long day when you go there. And then on Derby Day, um, race one is at 10.30 a.m. And then the last race is at 8.30 p.m. Uh, it's a 14 horse, uh, 14 race card. And uh, they run about every half hour to look through there. So that's really good to, to you know, know these things uh, that you want to do, you know, when you go there at the times and everything. So the road to the Kentucky Derby uh, concept was, oh, it's, under, it's 149 years old. And you talk about changes over the years. You know, it has really changed. And so in the last, I'd say in the last 20 years, they started to refine um, the, the program. More people started coming to the races at Churchill and, and you know, following the Triple Crown, which is the uh, Kentucky Derby, the Preakness in Baltimore, and the uh, Belmont Stakes in New York. And so they started following it more. And Churchill stepped up uh, their game, and they started doing things to get uh, people there to uh, watch the uh, uh, Derby. and. Then they created the uh, Pegasus Parade, and then they just um, started moving right on. And I was really surprised to see what they did in Baltimore for the Preakness. And then they carried us over to Belmont. And they all have their own, own things and the way they do it, but it's great. You know, it's something to look forward to. And uh, But the, the Kentucky Derby uh, started the point system. And it was kind of interesting, you know, to see how it was going to work out the first couple of years. And it worked out pretty good because back in the day, when I was younger, you didn't have to have points to get into the Derby. Uh, you just had to, you know, have a horse that, you know, you're getting getting up to the Derby and, and, you know, getting ready to go in. And if you had more than 20 horses, then what would happen is they would take the horse that had the most money earnings and they would make the derby. The top 20 uh, derby money earners for the derby would be there. So after a while, you know, it, it got kind of uh, kind of tough. They wanted to refine it. They wanted to make sure that the horses ran a good race and they wanted to make sure they were healthy when they came in. So... Uh, <laughs> You know, that kind of threw things around. And then the trainers had to start uh, plotting out their journey to Churchill Downs. Uh, you know, I can go here to Louisiana and maybe get enough points. I can go here to Arkansas, California, and maybe get enough points. So then you get about halfway through the season getting ready to Kentucky Derby. And that, that would approximately be the middle of February. And then you're saying, oh, man, i got to get, get at least – 20 more, 30 more points, where do I go? So then you end up traveling. You know, you might be in uh, in uh, West Virginia, Kentucky, Illinois, you know, wherever they got points you're going for them to get them and everything. And so that, that makes it tough. That makes it tough because, you know, uh, this year we had a lot of good horses and some of the real good horses didn't make it because they didn't have, uh, you know, enough points to get into, into the uh, derby this year. And so it's really kind of a, a head-scratcher where you go, what you do, and how you do it. And what I what I like to do is I like to uh, catch about 30 of the top horses at the beginning of the year in January and start following them and then kind of weed them out. And then uh, 
Byron King does the same thing. It's called the Derby Dozen, presented by Spencer Ford. And so it's uh, it, it was one of those years this year. You you know you had about forty horses, and at any given time until a month ago, um, th- that top twenty was still open. Uh, you know to get in, and I think this year is one of the uh, biggest years that they've ever had as far as uh, getting. Um, you know, horses to the Derby. You had so many horses with, uh, you know, here two months ago with 30 or 40 points. And uh, if they win, uh, you start looking, where can I go to, to win and get 20 points and get into the field solidly? Or, you know, to run second or third and get into the field. And, man, I tell you what, the, the horse vans were rolling. They were moving them around. That, that was for sure. So this year... Uh, Byron's Kings, um, Derby Dozen. Leading the field is Forte, trained by um, Todd Fletcher and Repo Stable. Um, it, he's out of a young, he's by a young stallion, Violence, uh, which is um, really throwing some winners out there this year. Uh, he, he's really good. Um, the Kentucky Derby Finger took his first laps around Churchill Downs Oval on the 18th of April. He also worked this morning, and, but I don't have that in front of me, what his time was on that. After arriving by van from Florida uh, the previous day, his mid-month arrival should give him two breezes beneath the Twin Spires in preparation for the May 6th Classic. So he breezed today, and then he'll probably uh, breeze uh, next Wednesday, maybe Thursday, something like that. And just you know, tighten him up before the Derby. Uh, this he, he's won he's won races at Belmont Park, Saratoga Racecourse, Keeneland, and Gulfstream. So you know that tells you that this this horse is a winner. Uh, you know he, he's right there. Um, then uh, Todd had uh, another horse, Tappet Trice. Uh, he, he this horse is an animal. I tell you, you don't know where he's going to run or how he's going to run. He just comes running at you. Um, if there were uh, one where you could simply compare to last year's Derby, perhaps, the victory in the Bluegrass States was arguably better than Forte's Florida Derby win. He was more responsive to his rider on the second turn while Forte needed to stretch to find uh, high gear. You know, and so now, you know, we're starting to talk about little things like uh, uh, a jockey's race, for example. Uh, you know, just by these little things that we're going through here now. And I tell you, they say you're only as good as your last race. And, and that that is so much true. That is so much true. Um, it's like the uh, three choices, uh, Angel, of, uh, Angel of Empire. Uh, he, he's a very, very nice horse trained by Brad, uh, Brad Cox. And I said, and I said, if you were to uh, have Brad Cox run the race, he would run it just like Angel of Empire. Uh, Angel of Empire uh, was really tough. Uh, he, the Arkansas Derby and the Risen Star Stakes uh, winner breezed a half mile in company, Louisiana Derby seventh place finisher, Tappan's Conquest. Yeah, and that's what he's done. So you see they're working these horses with horses that have been really in good competition 
and and it's really getting to where uh, you know they're down to business. Uh, the uh, fourth rated in our Derby Dozen was a potential or practical move. Now this horse is, is really a nice horse. Uh, he was trained by Bob Baffert, but then he was went over to Tim Yankton's uh, born because Bob was not allowed to be uh, at the track at uh, Churchill over here. So because of some pending investigations that they had. Uh, but he, he's a nice horse. Uh, two Phils. Two Phils is the horse that came out of the box running at the beginning of the year. And he just was going to tear him up and everything. But he kind of slid off the scale here in the last, um, in the last few weeks. So, you know, you, you take that into consideration. And then we got to six. We got Verified. Uh, Verified is a very, very nice horse. Uh, he's going to be trained by Brad Cox and uh, Prince Valley Ford is uh, the owners, which I, I think is uh, going to be tough. going to be tough for him because I don't think he's seasoned enough uh, to get to the Derby. You know, I mean, well, he got to the Derby, but I just don't think he's seasoned enough to, uh, you know, get in with those kind of horses, 20 across the field, and then, and then you know, go for it. Um, this is a, this is a horse coming from J- Japan. It's Dermis Locate. Uh, this horse is is something else. Uh, he, you know, they get them fit, and then they get over here, and they can't get them to do what they want them to do. So now a lot of the Japanese trainers send riders over to start the learning process, and then come back and take their their horses back over to uh, you know to uh, to the horn, you know. So, uh, this King's Barn, uh, Spencer Farm, Todd Fletcher, uh, deal. Um, you know, I tell you, he was second in the last, in, in the, uh, Louisiana Derby, second. Uh, the Fairgrounds, of course, uh, uh, slots did not flatter the form. His, um, uh, third place, uh, finish warranted. Uh, very, very nice horse. And also, but that, you know, these are the kind of things that, you know, we're going through and we can talk into in depth and I can go on and on and on, you know, about these horses and where they've been and how they're getting there. Uh, it's just, uh, it's scary, uh, you know, when you start looking at it. Um, like I said, we had, uh, Forte, I'm going to run down these, uh, real quick. We had Forte trained by Todd Fletcher, jockey Iran Ortiz, um, he last won the Grade One Florida Derby in April. Uh, that was his, his big shot to fame right there. It was good. Then we got Practical Move with uh, Tim Yakton. Uh, that's from uh, Bob Baffert's uh, assistant trainer that's now training a lot of Bob sub horses. Uh, this horse, the uh, uh, last big deal was uh, the Santa Anita Derby. Now that was that was the last big one that they had. And now it's the Kentucky Derby. And then we got uh, Brad Cox is always coming around with good horses. Uh, he's got a horse called Angel of Empire. Um, he's uh, ridden by Luis, Luis Saez. And uh, he's really tough. And so uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, uh, you know, with this horse. And because uh, number four, right behind Angel of Empire, we have Tabit Trice which is Todd Pletcher's horse, 
And Luis Saez is supposed to be riding this one, too. So you can't ride two. So that, that's a, another thing that, you know, we've been talking about, to planning your jockeys and, and, you know, doing what you need to do. And so uh, you've got the jockey, uh, same jockey for uh, one horse and same jockey for two horses. And you don't know what in the heck you're going to do with them. And, and, you know, the jockey knows. He knows from his galloping the horses uh, to be, uh, you know, a little bit uh, crazy, a little bit crazy. And that's what we're doing with these horses. Uh, you've got two jockeys, uh, you know, for two horses, or one jockey for two horses, and who they're going to take. Now, my my thing is, is I think that Saez is going to take Tabit Trice. I think he's going to take him because he knows what he has, and he's very lightly raced. And I think that's what's going to happen with him. But, and, but you know, again, you know, you're into the trainers and the owners, and he's got to look down the road. You know, what kind of horses does Todd Fletcher have for me uh, in the future, and what kind does Brad Cox have for me? Now, uh, if the stable uh, that Fletcher's in has got a ton of horses, you know, waiting there for size, he's going to go with him. Or vice versa, if, if Brad Cox has a bunch of horses for him down the road, he's going to go with Brad, you know, on there. So, again, you know, we're looking at the top four horses. They're all capable of winning the Derby. And, and, that, and that's where I, I kind of get off the, the, the winter wagon, uh, you know, is, is that those top four horses. Uh, the fifth place horse is uh, Two Fills. Uh, he's, he's a good horse. Uh, uh, he last won the Grade Three Jeff Ruby Stakes at Turfway. Well, the Jeff Ruby Stakes is a nice race; it's a graded race, but there's not a lot of big guns that go to that race. Uh, they kind of, uh, you know, avoid that, and so I, I think that he's going to fall victim to his race schedule that he was in. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, he, he didn't. He was light. He was raced uh, quite a few races over the winter. But he was lightly raced, and I mean, the fields that he came in were really kind of weak, uh, you know, that type of thing. Then we have Lord Miles. Um, this guy's just, uh, you don't know much about him. Um, he came in and he won the Wood Memorial at Aquedot, and uh, that was a long shot there. Uh, he just stunned the crowd with him. He'd be a lot of good horses. But we don't know how much that took out of him. You know, uh, we don't know what it did to him mentally and physically. Um, you know, now you're coming up and you're going to have, uh, you know, 20 horses or, or 19 horses around you ready to roll, and you're going to have to earn every every step of the way. You're going to have to earn it. Um, then we have Derma Sotagate. And I'm sorry about all that last name, but this is a Japanese horse, and he really looks tough. Uh, he does. I'm telling you, this this horse ran second in the UAE Derby on March 25th, and he did good. So now I don't know where we're going at with this horse. Uh, uh, you know, if that took a lot out of him, uh, he finished a good hard second, and now you're looking at flying all the way over from the, uh, from the UAE, over uh, uh, changing water, changing everything, going. So, he, he's going to be kind of hard to recommend. Uh, you know, I, but like I said, I don't know the uh, trainers or the horses over there and how they're doing. So um, 
that's going to be interesting to see what it goes with that. Then Todd uh, Pletcher's third horse that he has in the Derby um, is uh, Kingsborn. Uh, really a nice horse. He won second in the Louisiana Derby. And then um, at the fairgrounds, uh, he trained. And he trained. And he trained. And he trained. He, he was good. He was really good. Then we have uh, Race King. Uh, had 64 points. Um, lightly experienced. Uh, who knows? You know, he could get up there, but I kind of doubt it. From there, so they, uh, that that was interesting. On him, and then as we go through the rest of them, this horse looked uh, good the other day. Uh, his name's Madge, M-A-G-E. Uh, he had 50 points. He got Luis Saez on him, so uh, I don't know how Luis is going to do it. <laughs> and uh, uh, he's got like three or four mounts, you know, so they're fighting for him. Um, the, the last race he had, uh, he was the second in the grade one uh, can, uh, Florida Derby in Gulfstream. And so that that was a long time ago, and then kind of walking right into uh, the Kentucky Derby. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, this Blazing Sevens that uh, Chad Brown had, uh, he's a nice horse. He ran third in the Bluegrass uh, on April the 8th, and they would take him off to the Derby. And to run second like that, uh, I know it's great to run, want to run in the Derby, but it could be to the point to where he, uh, he, he, he just can't take the big horses like that. And then, uh, we have uh, one of Baffert's horses that was given to Tim Yankton. Uh, Johnny Velasco is going to ride him. Uh, he was third in the Arkansas Derby on April the 1st in Oakland. And again, that's a long time away from the Derby. And it's hard to keep them, uh, you know, race fit uh, when you get going through uh, uh, the training programs. We have uh, Jace's Road. Uh, it's a Brad Cox trained horse. Very nice horse. He's third, he was third in the Louisiana Derby uh, on March 25th. Uh, and he, he was good. He was good, but that's a long time between March 25th and a, and a Kentucky Derby. And it's hard to keep a horse maintained at top level, uh, you know, like that. Um, so my recommendation is get your program, go out, watch the post parade when the horses are getting ready to go up to the gate, take a look at them and pick the one that you like the best. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm saying is because there's no, there's no mathematical formula. Uh, to horse racing that you can say, hey, okay, guys, here we go. Uh, I think he's going to win because he's got uh, nice ankles, uh, got a good strong uh, head on him, uh, got a big back, strong back on him, you know, and he looks the part. And, and that's just as good as anything else. And I always say when it comes to betting in the, in the racehorse business, no matter who you talk to, no matter what you read, just remember this. A wink is as good as a nod to a blind man. So what I'm saying is it's your choice. There's no right or wrong way to do it as long as you enjoy yourself. That's the main thing. So if you can tune in to uh, uh, IEN here uh, next week starting on, let's see here, what is that? Uh, 
We're starting on uh, the 24th. If you come to our website, IENTV.org, um, you will be able to see the horses work in the morning. And it's, uh, they usually come out and work just a little bit after 8 o'clock in the morning. And it's an hour-long program with commentary and, and you know, inside information on who's training and who's doing what. Uh, all the derby horses on the track will have uh, yellow saddle towels that say uh, Kentucky Derby on them. And the fillies will have uh, pink saddle towels that say Kentucky Oaks on them. And so uh, our website's going to be very active in the next couple of weeks. If you want to take a look at it, uh, you can see a lot of live things that are on there today. Like we got uh, live racing from Kingland. We got the Americans Day at the races uh, that we have. Uh, of course, we got the how they make the garden uh, roses. Uh, that that will be live uh, a week from uh, today, or let's say two weeks from today. Uh, you'll see how they make the garden the roses and the effort that goes into it. And, Really a good little uh, thing to watch. It makes you appreciate the, the flowers that they have, uh, you know, on Derby Day there. So I tell you, folks, it's uh, end of the week. We got all our horses up to Kentucky for the Derby and all the stake races Derby week long. So we're all happy. They all made the trip good. Uh, we're excited about that. Uh, 4K work this morning. Everybody was pleased with the work that he had. He'll He'll have another work in a week from today or a week from tomorrow. Um, he'll have that. Uh, he's staying strong. He hasn't missed the beat. Uh, he's just come right along. And in fact, if you go on the website to, uh, to the trainer, uh, he talked, uh, Todd Fletcher talks about, uh, winning the Kentucky Derby and the plans that he has for, uh, Forte to move, move forward at all. So. Uh, but like I said, you know, just get out and make memories. Enjoy yourself. Uh, you know, you don't have to bet money. You don't have to get drunk. But you can party and enjoy yourself, you know. And the main thing is, is you know, I always emphasize, have a good time. You know, but don't do not do anything in excess. That's gambling, drinking, eating. You know, uh, just, just have a good time. Make memories. And I guarantee you, when you go up to Churchill, you'll make friendships with people you never met before uh, from all over the country and all over the world. And I guarantee you that it's pretty much a sure thing that you will get back together with them the very next year, just like my niece has done uh, with her friends that, that they met. And she goes gone to three or four different locations over the past 10 years, uh, you know, to visit with these people that she met. And, and it's really good. So, folks, enjoy your week. Start looking towards the Derby, making those summer plans to go see all the equestrian events that you can. And we'll be here next Friday afternoon at 2 o'clock.